The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Can a man take fire into his lap and not be burned? No, but that's what lust is like. Oh, I can control this. Oh, this won't get the best of me. You'll get burned, I'm telling you. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie warns us of the destructive power of lust and how to keep it from invading and igniting our lives. The best way to overcome lust and protect your mind is to fill it with something better. Cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the day when the lost are found. for a moment. If there's some liquid left in the bottom of a drinking glass, like milk, juice or soft drink, what's the first thing we usually do to get it clean? We rinse it out, right? We'll run some water in it and flush it clean. Well today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that same approach works really well with all the stuff that needs to be cleaned out of our minds. We'll see how to wash it clean with a renewed mind and a renewed passion to draw closer to the Lord. It's a message from Pastor Greg's series simply called Ten. Bibles to two passages today, Exodus chapter 20 and Matthew chapter 5. We're looking at the Ten Commandments. Now, there's two tablets. Four of the commandments are on tablet one. The final six are on tablet two. So tablet two, commandment number six, you must not kill or you shall not murder. And then the next one is you shall not commit adultery. Let's talk about that. Heard about a little boy that went to Sunday school and the teacher was speaking on the seventh commandment. He seemed to have misunderstood her. He went home to dad and said, Dad, the teacher was telling me in Sunday school today, thou shalt not commit agriculture. (laughs) What does that mean? Dad was smart without missing a beat. He said, son, that means you're not supposed to plow the other man's field. So that, pretty good summation. Pretty good summation. What is adultery? Let's just get technical for a moment. Adultery is sexual relations with someone beside your spouse. We hear the word fornication. That would be premarital sex. Adultery is primarily extramarital sex. The only place for sex to be right and indeed blessed by God who created it is in a marriage relationship between a man and a woman living together, committed to each other, in a monogamous relationship. Imagine how different our nation would be if we obeyed the seventh commandment. How many divorces would have been avoided? 
How many families would still be together? How many fathers would still be home to raise their children? It's such a devastating sin. Sex is not evil. Sex can be good when it's in its right place. That's in marriage. Hebrews 13, four says, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Another translation of that same verse goes as follows. Guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. So sometimes people think, well, you know, but we need to get to know each other, find out if we're compatible. So we'll have sex before marriage, maybe live together, and then we'll later get married. Well, that's how to sabotage a marriage. A University of Tennessee study among young women said there seems to be a correlation between illicit sexual behavior and serious emotional problems and then another study done by the University of Oregon found that those who engage in premarital relationships make poor marital risks. And so it doesn't help you, it actually hurts you. Now let's see what Jesus says about this. Matthew 5, verse 27. Jesus says, you've heard the commandment that says, you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who looks on a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Wow. The word that Jesus uses here for looking is not speaking of a casual glance. It refers to the continual act of looking. It's not an incidental or involuntary glance, but an intentional and repeated gazing with a purpose of lusting. It's not just someone that notices someone's attractive. You might see a woman and say, that's an attractive woman. Or you might see a man and say, that's an attractive man, as you would say right now. Um, <laughs> about your husband that you're sitting next to or somebody else, not me. <laughs> so that's what, there's nothing wrong with it. That's not sinful to notice that someone is attractive. It's sinful when you take that thought and let it go into another arena, so to speak, and you begin to look at them with the purpose of lusting. So it's an intentional, repeated gazing at something with the purpose of stimulating lust for that person. Listen, you don't feed lust, you starve it. And certainly one way you can feed lust is by looking at pornography. 79% of 18 to 30 year old American men watch internet porn at least once a month say, well, yeah, guys are all twisted and perverted. Doesn't surprise me. Really? 76% of 18 to 30-year-old American women watch porn once a month. One expert described it as the pornification of America. It's joked about in sitcoms. It's coming to the mainstream. Films like Fifty Shades of Grey have brought it to a much larger audience. So it's everywhere. So you don't want to feed that flame and I would compare sexual desire to fire. And fire is not always bad. Fire can be good. It's nice to sit around a fire ring or in front of a fireplace. It's nice to use fire to cook your food. But then fire can be destructive. It can take property. It can take lives. So we want to have fire in its right place. The Bible asks the question in Proverbs six twenty seven: can a man take fire into his lap and not be burnt? In case you're wondering what the answer to that is, 
No. Don't try this at home. Let's start a fire in my lap and see if I get burned. No. You'll get burned. I'm telling you. It's an obvious question. An obvious answer. You can lose control of fire. When I was a little kid, I don't know what the deal was, but I seemed to be some sort of a junior pyromaniac. I like to set things on fire. And one of my favorite things to do, not big things, just little things, you know, like army men. I'd buy like uh, 50 army men in a package. They were all green, remember those? And they'd be in different positions. There's a guy with the binoculars, you know, and then there's another guy with a long rifle pointing it. He was my favorite guy because I would light the end of his rifle with the lighter and the flame would kind of make it so, and he would start melting like this and melt and melt and he'd be a little flaming puddle. So one time I'm lighting my army men on fire. I did it more than once. And they were on newspaper. So the army man melts, puddle of green. All of a sudden the paper, a little fire. So I scoop up all these papers in a panic. I'm running around. I'm just a little kid. I throw them into a trash can made out of bamboo. The trash can ignites. Thankfully I got it out. But that's what lust is like. Oh, I can control this. Oh, this won't get the best of me, but it starts with looking. That's Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today he's presenting a very practical study on the first of the Ten Commandments. And we're considering the dangers of lust as Pastor Greg looks at violence and sex. Let's continue. Try to guard your mind. Job 31.1 says, I've made a covenant with my eyes to not look lustfully at a girl. If a scene comes on your TV or in a theater or on your phone or wherever it is, you don't want to expose yourself to that thing. You want to do whatever you need to do to not be looking at that sort of thing. And obviously, I don't think I need to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, a popular trend is sexting, sending naked photos of yourself. Uh, worst idea of all time. There's something now called revenge porn where people get photos of someone they were involved with and then they break up, then they post it and it's out there on the internet effectively forever. Uh, just, you know, simple thought. Never, ever take a picture of yourself naked. Just don't. And don't carry it around in your phone. I got hacked and it's out. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> I mean, these are such no-brainers, but these things happen to people. And we want to be careful and we want to guard our minds. Listen to this as I wrap this up. The best way to overcome lust and protect your mind is to fill it with something better. An old Puritan put it this way. We need the expulsive power of a new affection. We need the expulsive power of a new affection. Here's what it comes down to. Cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ. We back off from our study of the Word of God. We back off from attending church. We back off from prayer. We don't hang around our Christian friends anymore. We get into these other relationships that are hurtful to us, that can drag us down, and we find ourselves giving into something we said we would never give into. You need the expulsive power of a new affection. If you love the Lord with all of your heart and your mind and you're focusing on Him, it will bolster and strengthen you and give you the power you need to resist that temptation. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he has tried, he'll receive a crown of life. 
God will give you the strength to do it. But it all comes down to our need for Jesus. Uh, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, Christianity, that's, that's like a crutch. Crutch? Christianity is a whole hospital, man. And I need all the help I can get. I don't know about you. And we can turn to the Lord and He'll help us. Maybe there's someone here today that is hearing this message and you don't have a relationship with God. I've been talking about cultivating this relationship with Jesus. You're, you're thinking, what are you even talking about? How does that even happen? It happens when you say to God that you know that you're a sinner and you're sorry for your sin and you realize Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. As we look at these commandments, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't have another God before Him. Uh, honor your father and mother. Uh, don't steal. Don't lie. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't hate. Who among us has not broken some of these commandments? Every one of us has. The commandments were not given to make me holy. They were given to show me how unholy I actually am. The commandments were given to show me how much I need Jesus. And listen to this. Jesus stands here now ready to forgive you of any sin you've ever committed. And there might be someone here today that needs Jesus in their life. You need your sin forgiven. You want to begin this relationship with Him. Or there might be somebody else who was walking with the Lord, but you've given in to some of these things. And it's hit home. And you realize it, but you can come back to Him. And that's what you need to do. You need to turn from that sin and start walking with Him again. So we're gonna close now with a prayer. And I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to either ask Christ to come into your life if you need Him to come in today, or an opportunity for you to recommit your life to the Lord if you've fallen into some kind of sin. Let's all pray. Father, now we thank you for your word, which is so true, and it hits home. And I pray for anyone here who does not yet know you, anybody here who does not have a relationship with you, anybody here that needs Jesus, Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit will convict them and convince them of their need for Christ and help them to come to you now, we pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. God would like to just pray a prayer, and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've just made that change, we'd love to help you as you begin your walk with the Lord. We'd love to send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of charge for those who've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-00-5011. 
Well, tomorrow we have an encore broadcast as John Irwin shares with Pastor Greg Laurie about his grandfather's story of heroism and faith. Join us for a very special program tomorrow, right here on A New Beginning. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Violence and Sex. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.